Hey, 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 on today's show, we are talking about pain and relationships. It's hard to disassociate the two when you're talking about relationships, you're talking about love. Pain is part of it. And we're not talking about abuse. We're not talking about anything. Somebody doing something on purpose and, and, and trying to pull you down. But in the idea of trying to love a person, sometimes it can be painful. All right, we're going to dig into it a little bit. Let's talk about it. Thank you for tuning in. We are Tristan and Michael, and you are listening to Fused Transparent Conversations for Marriage, Family, and Relationships. We invite you to join us as we discuss topics that are thought about but not talked about. So tell your friends and family to check us out and join us on all of our social handles, as well as go over to our website, fusedmarriages.com, for more content and resources. Sir? What is going on with you today? You know, everything is everything. Everything is everything. I like, okay. Everything is, I mean, that can be a lot of different things. It depends on. Can't it? it Show it like, it's like Showed a, like a catch all for it. It could be good. It could be bad. It could be okay. It could be indifferent. I think it's like tone. Like when people say like, I'm good. You know, it's okay. like, I'm good. And they can okay. be like, I'm good. You know? Yeah. So it's just, I just like it better than saying like, I'm. I'm with you on that. You know? I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? Nothing. I was looking at I was in mind you for a moment. That was it. Oh, I was actually just, you know, just giving you a little glance up and down just as you were as you were talking. So, like, so I really was. I'm just saying. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> so um something that we're talking about today, mm-hmm. uh, I think can be relevant to a lot of couples as mm-hmm. they're navigating their relationships. Um so our topic today is the product of relationship pain. The product of relationship pain. So this is going to be kind of a, a deep dive, but for some, you might need to kind of open up some of these doors a little bit more. So um, we're going to go into some topics. We're going to kind of talk about some of those primary, the kind of the top three ways that we see. Um, but there might be need for you to maybe consider going to a counselor if this, some of these are hitting you. Going to a therapist Absolutely. and say, you know what, I might need to go even deeper than they're talking about on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to be sensitive to that. But if you also think, hey, this is something that my spouse needs to hear, or a friend or a sibling, please make sure that you share this because we desire, our desire is for holistic healing. Absolutely. For all of us to be able to heal from some of the challenges that we've had um, internally with our partner, with our families, um, all of those things that we can lead um, a life well led. So as we jump into that, the first one that I want to kind of get into um, when we're talking about how does pain affect your relationships is you lose the ability to love and serve. Why don't you jump into that one? Yeah, but I think it's first, I think it's difficult to talk about love without talking about pain. People mm-hmm. don't want to hear those two put together, right. but they almost, they go hand in hand. Yeah. Right. The idea of that when you, if you're going to love somebody, there's going to be some pain that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, now we try to control the pain and what the circumstances are, but in the event to say, let's, I do love somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's say, look, look, look from a parental standpoint, parental and child standpoint. Okay. I may love my parents. Right. Mm-hmm. And at some point, but they will transition. Mm-hmm. There's some pain that's going to come with that. Mm-hmm. The fact that I chose or God gave me the ability to love them and them love me back. At least there's going to be some pain on that end of it, right? If I have to lose them and in the event I have to, you know, live life without them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably like at least we can at least agree to that point. But in the, even without, let's say, the the ex- external part of the extenuation part of, of death per se, you're still going to have some pain in relationship, right? The idea of you opening yourself up 
to a person that you may not know to the to the nth degree, you may know them. Sure. There's gonna be some pain moments that come. Sure. Right. Um, so I think I think that's the first thing I think people maybe need to and I have to, I have to I'm learning that at least in the process of kind of like grappling with that concept of that the fact that I'm choosing to love, mm-hmm. there's pain that comes with that. And even mm-hmm. for me, like I even kind of used to shower from people mm-hmm. from the standpoint of I don't want to get close, I don't want to lose them. I, I used to do that. I'm I'm a, I was yeah. afraid just of like man, what if I lose? I'm not talking about like they walk away and I'm you know I'm talking about like mm-hmm. they're not in my life anymore. They either move away or death per se, you know, death could happen to them. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know if I can ha- how can I handle that? Right. And it was and I said you know what I can't I decide I'm not I can't live my life like that. Mm-hmm. And I try to make that choice every day. I'm not trying to say I got it figured out completely. Yeah. But that's something I know I struggle with. Yeah. To that, I think that. Some of us don't engage in certain relationships because mm-hmm. of that fear. Um, and then our lives are dictated by the fear that we have that right. we're going to lose somebody or somebody's going to get so close. And then there's going to be a tearing away or a sadness, like obviously death, but you know, things of divorce. I don't want to, I don't want to get married cause I don't want to mm-hmm. get divorced or what if it doesn't work out or right. I don't want to have kids because I'm not, you know, I'm not sure if I have, like I have the capacity to love them and them love me back. And then if something happens, it would be too much, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that there is that, that desire to love, but it's stopped because of the stronger desire in some of us not to be hurt. Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent agree. And I think as we jump into this kind of the first discussion point, you mentioned about losing the ability to, to love or serve, mm-hmm. um, whenever there's pain involved, I think whenever I, I, I hear pain, at least maybe the situations I've seen, and I've been in, it's like disappointment, mm. right? I'm either I'm disappointed in the situation, disappointed in the per in the in the person in the person, and that disappointment causes me to kind of make some different decisions, future decisions. Mm-hmm. And the idea of, of of just dealing with that disappointment can mm-hmm. be challenging, right? And it, I think it can get to get so bad. At least what I've seen, I'm even experiencing some in my in my life as well. Is like, you know what? Can I love again? You mentioned mm-hmm. about divorce or can I serve again? I'm like, I'm using love and serve as like kind of interchangeable. Yeah. And uh, we can kind of dig about that. I'll get your thoughts though. Yeah. No, I, I think you're going um, a really interesting direction. So I, I really want to hear your thoughts. Mm-hmm. What just, what it reminded me of really quickly is um, I have not miscarried before, mm-hmm. but I've had friends that have, mm-hmm. and I've heard, I've heard some of them say like, I'm scared to get pregnant again because I don't know. Um, if I can deal with that much pain, if something happens or somebody that might, yeah, might have have dealt with the, the loss of a, a spouse or a child to me, like I can't imagine that that kind of pain. But how then do you negotiate the need right, right. to still love and to still live this loving and serving life? Um, so it's there's so many dynamics as you're talking about the marriage of love and pain Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. of the difficulty of choosing love even in the midst of pain um and so for some of you all that are listening because we do talk about um love and we talk about relationships and we talk about family and we talk about marriage um understanding that love is the strongest um power in the universe that this is the thing from my vantage point that this is the thing that matters the most so how how do we say, okay, I'm going to love despite the possibility of disappointment or fear or hurt? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? No, yeah, that's 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 too power. That's re- very powerful. And I, I kind of just confirm what you're saying about love being the strongest thing. You just have a, at least a scripture, and I know there's several 
in there, but um, 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, now faith, okay, so now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love, mm-hmm. right? So it's idea like you can have, you know what, you can have the strongest faith, you can have it previous and early in that chapter, it talks about knowledge and prophecy and all, you can have all these things going for you, but mm-hmm. if you don't have love, it's like you're like, hold on, something is missing, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason why I think, you know, I'm not a theologian, I'm, I'm going to leave that to some other people, but the idea why I think why I think that's in the scripture that way is because of our relational interaction, right? How do we show God love, right? We can say, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you, God. We show God, we show God love through loving people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why, you know what, that that's identified, like, hey, Paul in this case wrote that, hey, you know what, above all these, love is, 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 is the greatest. Mm-hmm. Well, talk, talk then about the, you know, kind of this question um, that how pain affects relationships mm-hmm. is that it, it causes us the ability to, to lose the desire to serve. What are your thoughts about that? Yep, I think I think we can go through such painful situations, right? Um, and I think I mean, in life we all go through painful stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, and it's very degrees, so I'm not trying to gauge on somebody's pain greater than sure, somebody sure. else's pain. But we can say we all have experienced some level of pain. Mm-hmm. But there is sometimes I've seen pain cause people literally to stop serving others, right? And it's I'm saying not the person that may be even paying them, they withdraw from everybody mm-hmm. and start applying that same whatever dysfunction or pain situation to everybody else, mm-hmm. which I think that is a detriment to like to really your healing, because once you start to isolate. Mm. Once you start seeing like, hey, you know what? I'm 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 the only one dealing with this, and I start passing that on to you. Mm-hmm. If I got hurt in my last relationship, we're talking about a marriage, maybe a previous marriage, whatever have you, and I bring that to this relationship, that's going to be detrimental to yeah. us to us growing together. Yeah, I think it's interesting because as you were talking, I I've heard before people say, and we've heard it when we've done counseling, where they say, well, I did that in my first marriage. Like, mm. I did that for him. I'm not doing that again. Yeah, that's real. And, wow. Or I did that for her, and I'm not doing that again. Yeah. And then so you carry that into your next relationship, or it's the advice that you give to other people. So then they're damaged because you were damaged. Because right. um, then you're telling them, oh, I wouldn't do that. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I remembered that I did that for this person. And so I say that because, it's important for us to identify and address that pain point so that you, you're able to serve, um, not to get something back, but you're able mm-hmm. to give and, you know, serve and give. I'm using it interchangeably, but you're able to give something without resentment mm-hmm. and without it being like tainted and dirty or or giving um timidly because you're too scared like you want to be able to give freely and give out of a heart of abundance versus giving out of a heart of expecting something back or thinking that you're going to be um you know that there's going to be some negative reaction based on what you're able to give yeah and we talked about it before right in the aspect of like we think love right because looking at from a biblical standpoint, even though it's not a Bible lesson, but I think we, you know, we apply biblical principles to what we talk about mm-hmm. is that God so loved the world that he gave, mm-hmm. right? Which we can look gave and say, you know what? He offered up his son to us to basically to, re- to redeem us. Mm-hmm. And if we're taking that as a template of what we're trying to do on earth is we need to be giving. We need to be serving. We need to be convenient, which is really almost synonymous with serving. 
Mm, what do you mean convenient? Conveniently available, conveniently mm. looking for opportunities to to, to help out, mm-hmm. right? Um, if if I come to your house, right, and the idea, and you know what, let's say you take me in, or I feed you this, that, and the other, or you feed me rather, maybe I can't, maybe I don't have the money to write to pay for the food that you offered, but can I wash the dishes? Can I offer the suite, mm-hmm. right? I think pain will allow you not to even look at options like that. Right, because you're such a you're such in a state of like of, of of hurt that you can't even look at calling love serving is really one of the I mean attributes we talked about is, is of love is serving is you, you it's hard for you to kind of pull that in to to be even asking those questions or looking for ways to do that. Yeah, you said something interesting before. You said um, it it is the concern for one another. Can you talk about that a little bit on camera? What you were, sh- what you were, s- what you were saying? Just a concern using like from from uh-huh. a serving standpoint. Yeah, if you are wounded, um, you kind of negate or decrease your your concern for the other. It's just, and I know I've done it. I mean, maybe you've done it too. But like, when it, whenever I'm in pain, it's like you almost start looking inwardly to kind of like how do I preserve myself. Mm-hmm. So it makes it hard for me, or maybe for people out there, you guys as well, to kind of look at like, hold on. If I just focus on me, then it's just about me and, like, do I have enough to heal me? Is it working for me, mm-hmm. right? Is the, or do I need people around me to kind of help help me push through the, those moments? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know when I had to come to my most painful situations, it was people that I had around me, good people that, you know, had similar thinking, that didn't, didn't pull away from me, well, we didn't want too much, knew I was in pain, but they kind of just pushed me to a place where, okay, you know what, my healer could actually, I'm going to say, be activated. Yeah. It definitely, and what you're talking about is kind of a, m- a number of different kinds of relationships, mm-hmm. but they're all affected Facts, um, yep. when you have pain. And so it's important for all of us that not only do we have our spouse, but we have good support systems mm-hmm. that when something is awry or something is going wrong or something is a challenge, that we then have people that that get it and people that are so for us during those times they won't overtax us and then the times that they need to pull something out of us when it's like okay come on girl or come on dude you need to come on we can we can do better we can get there they know when to do those things and some of that comes with time but it also comes with our own ability to be transparent and our own ability to say this is where I am. And not just when it's in a time of difficulty or crisis, mm-hmm. but along the way, hey, this is being willing to share your life mm-hmm. with people. Because I think in sharing your life, the love deepens. Mm-hmm. So that's, good. that's good. That's just how I see it. I want to talk about another one mm-hmm. um, that how does pain or how does pain affect your relationships? Um, your finances become more important than people. Wow, I think I think that's a, that's a deep one right there, right? Where we start putting to the fact, let's say love didn't work, right? Or love caused me so much pain that you know what? I just I can't see how how love fits into my life anymore. Mm-hmm. We often then times start putting money, right? The, our value in money. If I have money, or if I'm able to produce something, then I find value in that. Since mm-hmm. love didn't work, wow. right? I think I just I mean. I'm pretty sure I've done it from a, a time or two when, like, you know, I'm just going to work, 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 mm-hmm. work, work. I'm hurting, though. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go get this. I'm going to make this money, get this degree, get whatever it is, yeah. right? It's almost the, it's, it's to try to cover up, mm. try to cover That's up the it. pain, and it, and it becomes a focus. Yeah. So I would even broaden that, mm-hmm. that it's not just 
trying to get the financial piece, mm. that it's any level of achievement. It's almost like you're looking for that validation mm, from another good. source. So if it's money or it's material, um, if you're trying to prove it to them, well, I didn't need you. Look what I can like mm-hmm. what I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to show you, I'm going to get that car. I'm going to get that house. I'm going to get that job. I'm going to get that corner office or I'm going to start the business. Right. You know, anything that is another, I'm going to get another degree. I'm going to get another, do- mm-hmm. I'm going to be doctor, doctor or whatever the, mm-hmm. whatever the thing is that you're trying to achieve. It's almost as if you're looking for something else to give you what love didn't. And the truth is that without love, all of those things are meaningless. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be loved by that one person. You know, so I and I think sometimes we put all of our focus on this person is the one that has to love me or right. this person is the one that needs to give me the affirmation or validation that I'm needing when, quite honestly, you do need love, but they're not the only person that's capable. And you have to be willing to open yourself up to that and to say, like, okay, these things are great things. Go get the job if that's what you want. If that's what you yep, want, not good. if that's yep. what you're trying to prove to right. somebody else right. that you want. But go go achieve to the highest, your highest capacity and your highest level, but not to cover up that I'm in pain because I don't have this thing. And mm-hmm. I think that it's important to recognize and articulate, I don't really want all of these things, but that's all I feel that I can have. Or that's mm-hmm. really almost control. Like those are the, the controllable things. How many hours I work or if I do or do not get the vehicle or whatever, because I can't make somebody love me. And wow. some of us um, would rather make the person love us if we could, but because we can't, we'll invest elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a kind of an unhealthy way to look at it, I, I believe. No, that's deep. That's real deep. That's real deep. You got me thinking as you were saying that, I was like, well – those of us that have been in pain or that are in pain, it's like we should ask the question, what if that person gave us everything? They gave us what they had. Mm-hmm. The person that hurt me, what if they gave me everything they had? Mm-hmm. Would I still be – I may be upset, but then I could just, you know what, this person just – it was they weren't able to, right? And it's not saying that I can't go find it again or I got to hold some over their head. They may just have – that's, that's, all, that's all they had, mm-hmm. and they gave that. Right. Mm-hmm. And we want we think, well, you know, why come they can or I can't believe they shouldn't. They they need to know. I mean, you are assuming that that's all connected. The dots are connecting for, for people and it may not be mm-hmm. the case. Mm-hmm. And I also believe that there are different capacity levels to love going mm-hmm. along with what you're saying. Like some people have a greater capacity, a greater level of empathy. Yeah, and so true. if you're a very empathetic person and you feel and you sense, and then you're partnered with somebody that doesn't have that level of empathy, it's, it's not, um, it's, you have to be careful not to project. Well, he should know, or she should That's know, true. but maybe their capacity is not the same. So what do you do in those kinds of relationships. And I think that that is, that merits a conversation. If you're a very, if you're an empath and you sense and you feel, um, you have to be willing to articulate and not assume that your partner also senses and feels And Or if you're a spouse to an empath and you recognize they feel a lot more, they sense a lot more sitting down and having a conversation saying, you know what you said this the other day. And I didn't, I didn't realize that. Mm. How can we, how can you help me? Cause I don't want to hurt you. Um, but because I don't know, I don't see it, I don't feel it in the same way, then we have to do something because I don't want you to be wounded and I don't want to be the one that's wounding you. So having discourses like that so that you're able to recognize we might not all be this be the same. Um, and I think sometimes you think in a relationship like, 
Well, we both said we love each other. We both stood at the altar. We right. both said our I do's or, or whatever. We we are committed. And then they fall short in an area of emotional intelligence, mm. which is still a responsibility to grow in. They st- You both still have to be willing. But part of that willing is being able to have those important conversations. That's good. No, that's good. That's good. That's good. No, I, lo- I love what you just said. It's kind of like th- those discussions and kind of digging in that with your, with your significant other. Right, so many people may have have discussions about it. Yeah. Right. Some people need to be debrief. Okay, hold on. What happened? Why it happened? When it happened? You know, we got we have discussions all the time in regards to like, okay, hold on, that made me feel a certain type of way, or yeah. hold on, why did you do that? And not listen to this or hear that? And I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but the goal is for like me ultimately kind of like maybe click in or vice versa too, right? Must say just me or you, whatever. But like to say, okay, hold on, I, t- I, I take that into account. Mm-hmm. My wife is a giving giving woman. Right, she'll give without asking and sacrifice without telling to the nth degree. I gotta, I gotta take that, I gotta take that into account, right? As I'm doing life or asking questions or trying to figure out or making moves or going to whatever it is to say, okay, hold on, my wife is a an extreme giver, and um, she may not even tell me that she's sacrificing the nth degree until, excuse me, until like months later. Mm-hmm. So, some thoughts on that? Yeah, and I also as you were talking kind of about this and our experience, it also started making me think about um, people that, you know, they might have given at one point and then Mm -hmm. they found value elsewhere because they weren't valued there. Mm -hmm. And then when somebody comes into the picture, you don't give them the value because you found value in another place. So for example, um, you might've been in a relationship, relationship didn't work out. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to get, I'm going to get the degree that I've been working for. And mm-hmm. then people come into your life that might merit your attention or your time or your, your love or affection. And you're like, well, these are now my new, my new list mm-hmm. of, you know, qualifications based on me. Now I'm not saying don't have standards, mm-hmm. but I am saying sometimes we need to reassess why we value certain parts of our life and not other people in our life. Like, mm-hmm. cause it's, it's easy to put the value on the things that, um, we can manipulate as we were talking about earlier, but I specifically wanted to talk about sometimes you will put your focus somewhere and somebody will walk into your life and you won't give them the opportunity to be loved by you or to love you because you have been wounded. And so you found this other space. So I think it's, it's interesting to consider um, what's important um, is people. And even if that doesn't mean that you're getting married tomorrow, if you're not married and, you know, we do have single people that watch our unmarried people that watch our, our broadcast, but also, um, being willing to give love to whomever because you're a loving person. So if that's investing into a kid, is that's, um, being, becoming a mentor, if that's being an awesome friend or an awesome aunt, um, because I, I believe in reciprocity, the more love you give, the more love you'll receive. And so um, not cutting yourself off from love because you've been wounded. Because then, as you referenced earlier, all of that turns inside. And you close yourself off from people that really do care about you. I've done it. When yep, I've been hurt, um, uh, my, my propensity, even now, I have to check myself. My propensity is, okay, I'm going to go in. I'm going to go inside until I'm fixed. Yep, you know? Yeah. I don't want anybody to see all this mess, so I'm going to fix me. Um, and then when I come back out, I'll be like a butterfly, yeah. and they'll never know never the difference. Know. They just, will never that's, know that's, the that's difference. That's what we do. That's and what we do. That's I can speak from my perspective. That's kind of prideful. You know, yeah. like like I'm going to be the only one that's able to address the things in my life. Right. Um, so instead saying like, okay, I know I recognize my behavior. 
that's something that Tristan does. Mm -hmm. And to grow past this point, I might need other people. I might need to just hear something that somebody has to say Mm -hmm. and having the right people in your ear, like I referenced earlier. But it might be like, hey, Michael, I'm really dealing with this. This thing popped up and it's been in the back of my mind and here it comes again and it's bothering me and letting him speak over me, pray over me, encourage me, or me talking to a girlfriend saying, you know, girl, I I said it was been good, but it's been a little tough. This has been a challenging week or this has been a challenging month, but being willing to invite people in so that my pain can be, cannot be like anesthetized where I can just numb it to get through the day, but I'm actually going through a process Mm. of healing with people that really do love me. And that's what I was referencing when I said earlier, um, like, okay, well you kind of, you did your achievements to cover up that pain, but then somebody comes in, comes in and wants to love and you don't have anything to give them because now this pain is buried so deep because you did all these things, you put all these layers on top of it. And so I encourage you and all of us and myself that when you're experiencing hurt let people in don't be the one to like go sit in the dark sometimes you might need to go in the dark and cry but come out and be willing to have other people invest in you and see how much you grow from other people helping water those dry places that's good that's good. No, that's good. That's good. I can't even, hey, I'm going to drop the mic on that. I need to, I need to disconnect the mic. Don't I need to do something? Well, I need to, like, that's good. So anyway, um, I want to get to our last one before we mm-hmm. have to close out today's show, mm-hmm. is that pain makes you become transactional versus living relational. Yeah, I think this is a powerful one. I think that, I mean, either, if some, let's say I get hurt as a, as a son, right, where my dad, you know what, the only time he's happy is when I'm like, scoring a lot of points or getting all A's Mm. or, you know, my room is spotless. Mm -hmm. That's a transactional relationship, right? And Mm -hmm. you start off as a young kid. If I'm a young boy and I start off growing that way and seeing life that way, then I'm going to see love that way, right? Then that can carry over into even church, right? Well, hey, unless you give this much money Mm -hmm. or unless you go to church every single day or Mm -hmm. unless you do these things, it makes, then it makes God transactional. Wow. Right. And and I'm not this is not to say that transactions don't happen mm-hmm. with love, but it can't be the primary focus. Right. Oof. That's big. That's big yeah. as a parent because you carry all of those things over to your relationship and you say, Well, my dad did this for me. My dad yeah. bought me this. Yeah. He gave me this when I turned this age or I did whatever the things were. So you have an mm-hmm. expectation on your spouse that is outside of just the love, like I said, that giving nature. Hey, I want to do for you because I love you, not because it's mm-hmm. the demand that you're putting on how much my love is. How much wow. love do you have for me? If you have this much, then my ring will be this size, and I'll have this kind of car, and these are the restaurants that you'll take me to, and you won't take me to these because that means that you love me less. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we start that. But if you're obviously already an adult, mm-hmm. then how do you then – look at yourself and say, I have been operating out of a transactional kind of love. What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a, is that a question? What yeah. do you, what do you do? I think, I think you, you got to reteach yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think you got to have a foundation of what love really is. Right. And I think you got to rewire your mind to think, okay, you know what? Love is not transactional. It's relational. Right. It's how I relate to, to, to you, mm-hmm. how I relate to the world. Right. And I will go back to my foundation of like, you know what? I'm supposed to be giving, I'm supposed to be serving. So, if I'm giving and serving, that's not a transaction. Mm-hmm. That's not the primary focus, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm giving my time. I'm giving my love. I'm giving my advice. I'm giving my input, right? And I'm, I'm serving the world. In this case, maybe in my case, I'm talking about my wife or my kids. 
that should be my primary focus. My job mm-hmm. is really to serve you. That's mm-hmm. why I'm married. I'm, my, it really should be to serve you. And then after that, I should be serving my kids. Mm-hmm. Right? Then to the world, right? The idea of like, hey, you owe me something, you know, because I, you know, I'm going to work and this and the other. You owe me this. That's a transactional thing. Not saying that doesn't, you know, we don't trans- have no transactions, mm-hmm. even, with, with, even with our kids, right? We do have expectations. But I should love them just because, right? Because yeah. I'm blessed with them in my life. Right, and that they're healthy. I got all the reasons I can. Bl- I mean, like that should you know, we're here having this conversation. We, I'm, I'm blessed to have you. I need to figure out a ways. How can I? I should wake up. How can I serve you today? That should that should be that should be what. If I don't say, I should be thinking that. How can I serve her today? Mm. And if everybody had that mentality, at least tried it, right? At least try to push for. We nobody does it 100. percent right. I don't. I'm not saying I do, but if we could, that's our kind of our central thinking of saying, hey, if I want to wake up and say, how can I serve you today? Talking to your spouse, talking to my kids, what, wouldn't the world be a better place, right? Yeah. Wouldn't it be more peace? Wouldn't it be more just kindness? And people kind of have like, man, okay, I feel good to being around you. No, I think that's so major because I, as you were speaking, I was thinking about the difference in um, how can I serve you? That kind of thought process, waking up and wanting to be like, what can I do for what can I do for him or what can I do for her? And so often, what we see is. I did this for them. What are they going to do for me? Like, um, like I already tried all these things. And especially when we get into moments of conflict, Mm -hmm. um, where you do have to have these tough conversations. If we still approach some of those tough conversations with, I don't want to cause harm. Mm -hmm. I still want to help. I still want to be a part. I still want to engage and I want to invest even in the midst of this challenge. Mm -hmm. So what can I do to make this conversation easier? Or if you're having, like, a tough conversation. So if we went into, man, we know I'm really irritated. How can I make this an easier conversation for my spouse? Because we're going to have to have a tough one. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, I'm frustrated. Hey, I can s- I upset her. How can I, how can I mm-hmm. remedy that instead of the other partner trying right. to tell you the fix? Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, I think that's natural for us to try to tell somebody the fix. Hey, here's what yeah. you do. Here's what did what you did. Versus the, hey, you know what, how can we come? I mean, I think the idea of, like, with love, people don't w- try to avoid the idea that pain is tied to it. Yeah. And, like, it's just, it's part, it has, it's going to be part of it. So, I think part of it might sound like, hey, I know I upset you. Mm-hmm. Would this help? Mm-hmm. You know? And, and mm-hmm. it shows I've got skin in the game. I'm invested. Right. I hear what you said. You said this. Mm-hmm. Would this be something that would be useful? And then it's like, oh, because certainly, yeah, I want to express to you, you did this thing and it upset me. Right. And if you didn't do this, then I wouldn't be upset about this. Right. Um, but if the partner then says, okay, what if they put themselves in the position where they, they're showing care and compassion and love? Mm-hmm. And it helps feed the relationship because now it's not about do this and check this box and I'll be okay. But it's a mm-hmm. mutual investment in this is the challenge. And this, these are opportunities for us to come together mm-hmm. and to be more united. Um, and as we're kind of rounding out the show, I want to say one more thing, and then I want to give you kind of the last word. But I think the whole premise, the whole idea that you can't have one without the other is so important because if we only focus on being happy and, you know, it just going exactly as we plan, then when something negative happens, we won't have the ability to deal with it. We'll think it's the end of the relationship, that there is no more love because you did not prepare 
will think it's the end of the relationship because we didn't prepare for challenging times. So it's really important when we're we're talking about pain and we're talking about love and we're talking about the relationship that we consider that both are going to be part of a thriving relationship. It's the idea that iron sharpens iron. There's going to be friction. There's going to be sparks. There's going to be times that you're going to have to address something that's difficult. But to have a really deep and meaningful, loveful, loving relationship also means that you have to survive and thrive through some of the difficult and painful times. So you're going to have to really invest, particularly when things are not bad, yeah, going yeah, to have to yeah. invest in what do we do during pain points? What do we it's do good, during challenges? So that those are the things that don't take you out, but you're able to now um, experience a deeper level of love because you have a game plan. So I just wanted to put that out there, but I want to throw the last, um, the last closing to you. No, I think I think you hit it on hit the nail on the head on that. I think the idea of right when you have love, there's going to be some pain tied to it. Now we're not talking about abuse or anything of that nature, right? right. But we are talking about hey, man, you know, you're you're trying to open yourself up to a person that may not love you perfectly, mm. right? And hopefully, you two can grow together and figure out how to love you best and vice versa, how you love them best. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it doesn't work, right? You just, the, your type of love you're trying to give, like, I'm not signing up for. Mm. Um, so, but, you know, the idea of that, it, we, we have to hopefully work together, right? Yeah. That, that's our goal is work together, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your kids, whether it's your family, to try to, try to figure out how to best love them and what they need. Not letting pain decrease your ability to love. That's good. I like that. Yeah. So, well, thank you, sir. And thank you all for joining us today. Make sure that you connect with us on all of our social handles and also check out our website for more content and resources, fusemarriages.com. Let's talk about it.